baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. The Justice Department releases the charges that it's filed against the former president, Donald Trump. The indictment says he kept classified documents basically all over the place at Mar-a-Lago, in the bathroom, in the shower, as well as various other locations that include the ballroom, a storeroom, an office, and a bedroom. A lot of questions when it comes to this history-making situation on today's Ask the Expert. We're joined by Dr. Thomas Gray. He's an assistant professor of political science at UT Dallas in the KRLD Zoom room. Dr. Gray, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. One of the biggest and most amount of charges deals with what they call willful retention of documents. What does that mean? It means that the president, the former president, had documents in his possession lawfully when he was the president, but then he retained them and he willfully did so, meaning he knew he was retaining them. They weren't just misplaced in a bag somewhere and then taken, but rather that he intentionally kept those documents after he was no longer authorized to possess them, which was when he ceased to be the president of the United States. And today we are hearing that uh, the classified, um, we were seeing an unsealing of the documents is 49 pages. Um, those details are going to be explaining what exactly? Well, those the I have had a chance to, to look at the document, um, and those details include a ton of small little bits of piece, uh, little, little bits of information that go toward establishing those elements of those charges, those crimes that are alleged to have occurred. So when you say willfully did something, you need to actually have some evidence showing that the person involved, in this case, the former president, knew what they were doing. And so there are pictures in the document. There are um, there are transcripts from recorded conversations. There's a lot of information in in from what we've seen so far that is going to be necessary for the government to prove its case. And I think if people have the opportunity to sit down and look, they can really start to see the shape of these accusations in those supporting details, transcripts, photos, things like that. They also arrested or placed indictments against a valet at Mar-a-Lago as well, something similar with the, with this whole story. Yes, uh, and that was that was somewhat predictable based on the leaks that had come out because one of the charges was for conspiracy and some of the specific versions that people expected that to be charged under required a second person. So there was, by definition, there would have had to have been a second person. So that part, um, you know, came through in the way that legal experts expected when they started to hear the leaks, including from the former president himself, who announced ahead of these documents being disclosed that he had, in fact, been indicted. So I think that um, that 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 second person is involved here, but of course. Uh, much of the focus will end up being on the the former president's part in this. So what will be next? Well, criminal um, criminal procedures tend to have this kind of 
start-stop nature where there's a lot of information really quickly. Like we just received this deluge of information and we have mere minutes to look at it before we have to start to, you know, evaluate it. Um, and the, the president will have to appear at a proceeding. Uh, I believe it's going to be next week. Um, and then this will kind of go away for a while, much like the last one. I spoke to you previously about the, the prior indictment of the former president. And we haven't really heard much about that since I last spoke to you. Um, and this, I think, will kind of proceed the same way. This is going to be the case where there will be these bursts of very important information followed by lulls in which we don't hear that much about it, and it recedes from the news because other things happen. Um, but this will be a, something that takes many months, if not more than that, to resolve. This will not be uh, finalized anytime soon. Former President has been talking on his uh, Truth Social platform that there are other people, other presidents, that have also taken documents um supposedly, in, in his words, basically against the law, that he's not the only one that's done this. How is this different than, say, what happened with Biden, Obama, or Pence? So the former president is absolutely correct. This is technically violating the law through mishandling classified information is a ubiquitous thing because presidents and major office holders have access to so much of it. They travel around so much. The former, uh, the current president is, is uh, alleged to have when he was the vice president, um, taken some documents with him when he traveled to different offices and then left them there, uh, allegedly by accident, but potentially not. We that that is also currently under investigation. The difference, the biggest difference, uh, based on the document that was released today from prior allegations, is all of the arguments about the all of the allegations about the the former president Trump's. Um, reluctance to cooperate, or in some cases, there's an argument of, um, there's, a, there's a charge of misstating or lying about what was maintained, where it was maintained, and falsifying certifications about what was in possession. And so it's, it's, the difference really comes in terms of the scale. So these are lots of documents about very sensitive things. For example, it's alleged that there were documents here that were about the nuclear capacity, nuclear weapons capacity of foreign countries. Uh, very, very important stuff if the state is able to prove that that is true, uh, the government here, the, the, the United States government. And so the big difference, though, is the scale, the severity of the documents, and then the former presidents, um, which is something he's very known for and celebrated for, his his sort of pugnacious approach to opposition. And that has been throughout this process to always be more reluctant than other former office holders and including the current president have been when they get kind of called out on, you didn't give us this document and you were supposed to. So that's the biggest difference that I've seen so far. And we always talk about whether or not um, when someone is indicted, there will be an opportunity for a fair trial when there are you know, lots of spotlights on this topic. I mean, that's got to be a huge concern, is it not? It is a huge concern, and the the difficulties there actually started already when the identity of the judge who will handle the um, the initial parts of the case um, was revealed. And of course, this is an appointee of the former President Trump. So we have a person who will at least initially preside over the case, but who will also have been appointed by the defendant in the case. And so that automatically gets, we're kind of in uncharted waters 
here for how do you manage that when judges in the judicial system will have been appointed by the defendant. Um, also, almost everyone in the entire world knows who he is, and many of them have an opinion about him. Uh, many Americans have an opinion about the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, and all of these people are involved because, of course, the boss at the other end of this is President Joe Biden, right? So we have a Department of Justice who's ultimately answers to President Joe Biden in a in a case, a criminal case with serious penalties. This is not trivial in any way. This, these are these are serious charges. And and the other person there is the former President uh, Trump. And if we just looked at polling averages today, they're the two most likely people to be contesting the next election. So this is all going to be very, very difficult stuff. You talk about uncharted territory. What happens with the fact that the former president is now currently actively running for president if if there goes a trial and Florida's known as as having very speedy trials if he is on trial or convicted or cleared of this what happens with the campaign if he's doing time can he serve as president of the United States um as far as i know in terms of technical problems being indicted, charged, tried, or even convicted, and even incarcerated, do not prevent him from from becoming president of the United States. There are certain charges that do prevent you from holding future office, but this isn't, as far as I'm aware yet, this isn't part of this case. There was a question of whether whether or not espionage is one of those charges, since it's the willful retention is under the Espionage Act. Yes, so that is a potential that could come down the road. But as of yet, that has not, um, um, you know, the, the Espionage Act is a, is, is, has many, many, many different uses, right? It's a very broad uh, act. It dates back to World War I and some of our efforts to prevent espionage during, during the First World War. And so its potential uses and how that might uh, prevent someone from holding future office, that is many steps down the, down the road here before we could be certain about that. But many of the charges and details in this document would not prevent President Trump, even if convicted, from, from serving uh, as president. However, of course, um, these things are ultimately left up to voters. You know, These things will ultimately be left up to Republican primary voters, to whether they choose to pick him as their candidate, general election voters. You know, It's a complicated process to go from here. And of course, we have to remember, as I already mentioned, there was another indictment already, mm-hmm. and there are at least two other possible pending indictments on different other cases. Yeah. So, you know, the legal troubles are mounting, and they will be a, um, you know, they will be a part of this political story and this election story going forward. My last point would be that, as I said, I, I, I was on your show before, and we talked about the other indictment. President Trump's poll numbers and, and electoral success have actually been increasing since then. Uh, he's in a better position today relative to, for example, Governor DeSantis than he was when that indictment was announced. So there's no, um, you know, th- this these these kinds of news revelations have not thus far had this ability to just dramatically change in a, in a negative way the, the former president's electoral prospects. Now we're talking about well, everything would be fine for him to continue on. Let's say the consequence, what are the consequences? What what could potentially happen if things don't go his way? Uh, so if convicted, he could face 
serious jail time, uh, you know, a, a multi-year, I believe it's up to 10 years, but in general, um, again, this gets to the uncharted waters part. How do you, how do you punish a convicted former president? It often tends to be, for example, that major former office holders don't receive the full penalty possible under the law. Um, they often find, there are often ways in which they are kept away from the most serious possible consequences that could follow. But again, it's hard to project when you're talking about such a case as this. If the, you know, if the Biden administration sought to throw, you know, the former president in prison when he's a major candidate for office, this just raises a, a ton of political concerns that are way above my pay grade, you know, to fully to fully process. Yeah, this is a lot to process. Dr. Thomas Gray from UTD, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 